During our last five broadcasts, we've been talking about listening in order to help others. How you as a layman or a minister or a counselor of some sort can really listen in a way that is biblical. And as a result of this listening being biblical, how you can help others to solve their problems God's way through your listening. And we've been looking at three very critical passages in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 18.13, which in the Berkeley reads, we who, He who answers before he hears, it is a folly to him and a reproach. Obviously, we've got to get the facts before we can bring God's answers. And so we need to listen, listen for all the facts, and we need to listen for them in such a way that we get them uh, in a biblical-oriented manner and put a biblical interpretation upon them so that we can bring biblical solutions to them. We talked about a lot of reasons why people don't listen for facts. They jump to conclusions. They stereotype people. They have all the answers they think ahead of time. They have pat solutions to everything. Uh, they fail to distinguish those things that really differ. Uh, and some people just don't really care about the person at all. As Proverbs 18.2 says, they are only interested in revealing their own opinions. Well, that was the first thing we talked about for several broadcasts in some detail. Then we said, as we looked at the 15th verse of Proverbs 18, that God says this further word about listening. A discerning mind gets knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks information. Listening is for facts, not for feelings, is what this verse says. It's talking about knowledge and information that we listen for. And we have to seek it in order to get it, as the passage says. And it takes wisdom in seeking, and it takes... Uh, a kind of courage and a kind of persistence in order to get this information and in order to get these uh, data that we need in order to help a person solve his problem. But you see, it's not just some kind of disconnected babbling that the counselee gets involved in as he talks to us and as we listen. We listen actively. We ask the questions. We structure the situation. We go after the information we need in order to get that information and knowledge which we must have to bring a biblical analysis and a biblical uh, solution to the person's problem. Now we're turning today to the last of those three verses in Proverbs 18, verse 17. Here is what the verse says in the Berkeley Version. He who states his case first seems right until another comes to examine him. How important that principle is. You see, there are two or more sides to most issues. The passage implies, of course, that all parties ought to be present if possible. In our counseling center here in, in uh, Philadelphia, we are very zealous to get all the parties who are involved in the problem in. It's ridiculous to try to get a husband in alone to talk about the situation then a wife in to talk about the situation when you could bring both of them in together and get a straighter story. And not only that, uh, you can allow them to talk about each other then because they'll be in front of one another. It's, of course, very wrong to allow somebody to talk about another person behind his back in a negative way if that person is not there. And so this implies that everybody should be there. And it also says that the first person who tells you the story will tell it one way, and he can be quite convincing, and you can be absolutely sure and certain almost that... Uh, uh, this is the way things were because he's so convincing. And look, he's got the facts. Until suddenly, when the other person comes and adds a little piece of information, it just changes everything all around. I'll give you an example. 
Now, here was a case where the husband and wife were both there in the counseling session, and still there was an intention to deceive. There was an intention to misrepresent. There was an intention to throw us off. And the first person who spoke seemed so right. The woman said to me, he hit me. He slapped me in the face. And uh, here was her husband sitting right next to her. Well, I looked at this brute, as he seemed to be, after she finished telling about his, his manhandling her in this way, and I said, well, did you really hit her? And he said, yeah, I hit her. I said, you slapped her in the face? He said, yeah, yeah, I slapped her in the face. I said, well, why don't you tell me about this? What led you to do that? What on earth were you trying to achieve? He said, well, he said, I came into the room, and here she was, hitting herself on her head with her fists as hard as she could and screaming hysterically. Looked like she was entirely out of her senses. And he said, I didn't know what to do to bring her back to her senses, but you always see on TV and in the movies that when somebody's acting like that, you slap him in the face to bring him back to their senses. And so that's what I did. Well, what a difference it made, you see. At first, it seemed like he was a terrible brute who had been manhandling his wife. And actually, the slapping in the face was in order to keep her from engaging in this terrible sense of self-pity. Now, you see how the passage really does then warn us very of a very important danger, the danger to accept a story without hearing all of the facts from all the parties involved. So God don't, doesn't only want you to listen. He doesn't only want you to listen for facts, but he wants you to listen for all of the pertinent facts, for all of the sides of the story, for all of the information that's necessary before you come to your conclusion. You see, the second party can make a tremendous difference. When he began to tell us a little bit about why he was slapping his wife in the face, it changed the whole focus of the interview from the husband's supposed violence to the wife's terrible case of self-pity. Now, if this much distortion is present when both parties are there, think of the possibilities of distortion when only one side of the issue is represented. So this passage implies then that we should hear what others say in order to refute, amplify, and put in context what other people have said first. You see, don't just take one person in alone. If you're having trouble with two kids who have been having a battle, bring them both there so that they can get the whole story out before you make a judgment. If you're trying to help a husband and a wife, be sure you're working with both of them together, not just with the one. And never let one talk about another behind his back when he wants to talk down the other party. James 4.11 says that we must not speak down, literally the Greek says, kataleleo is a Greek word that means to speak down another person. We must not speak down another person behind his back, literally. And in Proverbs 18.8, in this very chapter, we see, according to that verse, how great a temptation it is for people to accept gossip how easily gossip is spread, and how readily we grasp it. If we weren't interested in negative things about another, we wouldn't sell newspapers in which there was so much negative material right on the front page. People want to hear negative material, even counselors, even Christian counselors, because we were born sinners and we've learned to do that kind of thing. And we must guard ourselves in accordance with the Word of God, in agreement with these principles that we have been reading about here and in this passage, against 
this tendency to accept slander and gossip and words about others behind their backs when they're not looking. And so let's be careful then to get all the facts from all the parties involved by bringing all of those parties together and hearing the story from everyone. If you can only get one party there, which some of you may be wondering about, then only let that person talk about himself or herself so that you can get the facts about the individual. But don't let him talk about somebody who isn't there or let her talk about somebody who isn't there except in a positive way. Lord, help us. Help us to help others by listening carefully to what they have to say, listening before we answer, listening actively in such a way that we really get the facts, and listening to all the parties and all the sides of every issue so that we may help people in Christ's way, we pray for his sake. Amen.